Welcome to a podcast about wealth and life. We all know that our finances play a big part in how we live our lives. In this podcast, the advisors from Foster and Motley share insights and information about investment and financial planning topics and how they connect to your life. Saving for college can feel like it begins the moment you find out a new addition to the family is on the way. And while a lot has been said about 529 plans that allow you to invest for future educational expenses, some things have changed, and mostly for the better. I'm Patrice Sikora, and Foster and Motley's Tony Luckhart is with me to explain some of those changes. Tony, can I assume that a lot of these changes go back to Secure Act 2.0? Patrice, indeed they do. And this topic is near and dear to my heart. I've got twin girls that are just graduated from high school and we're less than a month away from them starting college. So oh my gosh. 529s <laughs> and all that stuff is perfect timing to have these conversations for me and near and dear. So yeah, I mean, up to this point, saving for college and 529 accounts, the calculus has been a little tricky. You wanted to make sure that you save enough, but then you don't want to make sure that you have too much in those accounts and have money left over. And thanks to Secure Act 2.0, the, the math got a little easier. So we'll uh, we'll talk a bit about that. Now, our own Nick Roth did a, a podcast on 529 accounts, and we we'll, can add a, a link in the show notes, I'm sure. Just a, a, a quick recap, you know, what is a 529 plan, right? First off, 529 accounts get funded with after-tax money. So you've already paid income taxes on it. You take it out of your pocket. You put it into your 529 plan. You don't get a federal tax deduction for the money that you put in. There are 35 states that allow an income, a state income tax deduction, Ohio being one of those. In Ohio, you get to deduct up to $4,000 per year benefit per beneficiary. So if you get two kids, you put, put $4,000 in for kid A, $4,000 in for kid B, and you get to deduct $8,000 on your okay. Ohio income tax return. All right. Makes sense so far? So far. All right. So the money also, the money that you put in the 529 account grows tax deferred. And assuming that you take the money out for college, all that money comes out completely tax-free. So for example, let's say newborn baby, you start open a 529 account, you start putting $200 per month and you do that each month for 18 years and you get a 6% rate of return. Well, Ooh. yeah, you put oh, like okay. $200 a month isn't chicken scratch, but mm -hmm. you know, something that's somewhat doable. So you, you put like a total of 40, close to $43,000 into that thing. On that $43,000, based upon that calculus, that thing's earned an additional $35,000 of growth. So you got an account that's now worth $78,000. You know, almost, hey, that's almost one doubles. year of college. Yeah. That's one that's, year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's depend on, depends on the college, depends on the college. True, true. But that, that certainly could, that could, the price tag could be one year for sure on some colleges. That's a great rate of return, though. I mean, 35000 on 43000 Yeah. You got it. It basically uh, almost doubles it up. So, All right. So, so continue here. You're on a roll. All right. So in addition to that, you know, so tax-free distributions can be used, taken out of a 529 account for things like college tuition, room and board, books, computer, things like that. So the distributions come out tax-free. Also, a couple years ago, the rules changed. You can now take out $10,000 per 
per year for K through 12 education expenses. So another way to get money out of a 529 account hmm. if uh, if you wanted to. So so that's kind of the, the basics of a 529 account, right? You got a 529 account, we know what that is. You know, so what is so special about these 529 to Roth conversions? Well, the, the tricky part of 529 accounts is, you know, we talked about this before, that the calculus, what happens if you're, you've been saving for all these years and your, your kid decides not to go to college or they don't end up not using all of the money? Well, under our current options, we have a couple, right? We've got, and this is current before Secure Act 2.0, you can take a non-qualified distribution, which means that for the money that you take out, you have to pay income, taxes, and on the earnings, plus a 10% penalty. Oh. Right? So not great, right? You can get the money out, but you got to pay income taxes on it, plus that 10% penalty. Right. You can perhaps this avoid- is, this, is, this is just on the earnings too. It's this not is on, just okay. on the earnings, yes. So you can perhaps avoid that penalty if you take the money out as a result of a scholarship that you've, the child's received or- armed force, armed forces service, but you know, otherwise you still have to pay the income taxes on it. So an option, not a great option, but an option. The other option is you could take that money and the, the kid doesn't use and transfer it to another kid. So you could take a kid A, doesn't use all the money. You could take that and roll it over tax-free into kid B's 529 account, or perhaps even oh. the grandchild of that kid. And there's no no penalty, no no tax, there? no penalty. Yeah, tax free rollover. Ooh. Right. So those are the two options that are available to us. The non qualified distributions not too favorable. Uh, option B does provide some flexibility, but you know, still limited. What happens if uh, neither kid goes to college or they still end up not using it all? That's still you know there could be money and, left and over. Can you branch out? Does it have to be your kid? Can it be your grandchild? Can it be somebody else's kid? It cannot be someone else's kid. Okay. It, it could be a grandchild. Okay. Yeah. So, so currently there is some flexibility, but you know, there could still be money left over or those options don't work out for you. Right. So secure act 2.0 helps a little bit. It avails another option. So starting in 2024, there's a new provision that allows up to a lifetime amount of $35,000 to be rolled from a 529 account into that beneficiary's Roth IRA. Nice. That could yeah. be a very nice option. Yeah. So we can get into the, the details, but what that means, but you know, what that really means is you've got money left over in a 529 account um, that can only be used for college. You now have an option to get the money into up to $35,000 into a Roth IRA account that can be growing tax-free for that child's retirement instead of college. So there's a lot more flexibility having that money. Tony, I do have a question. And I honestly, this is coming out of left field, so I, I don't know if you can answer it. But if your child decides to take a year off before going to college, can you put that account like on hold for them? Yeah, there's no timeline on that money. You could actually switch the beneficiary from the child to yourself and you could take college classes in retirement for yourself. So, you know, you've got a few options from okay. that perspective. Okay. All right, very good. I will continue with the Roth IRA. I think that's a great idea. 
Yeah. So, so there are some details to be aware of. The, the first one being that the 529 account has to be open for more than 15 years, right? So if you've set the uh, account up when the child's relatively young, you know, that's not going to be a big deal. If you started saving five years from when they started college, you know, mm-hmm. you probably need to wait a little bit out and wait it out a little bit before you look at this option. Okay. So that's the first thing, the 15 year requirement. The second requirement is the rollovers are still subject to number one, earned income requirements, number two, mm-hmm. contribution limits, and number three, income limits. So we'll, un- we'll unpack each one of those here. So the income limits is the easiest one to think about. So, you know, most income limits, that's going to be the easiest one for most youngsters to avoid for 2023. Again, this doesn't come into effect until 2024, but based upon 2023 numbers, you can contribute to a Roth account as long as a single person, you don't make more than 138000 or 218000 as a married person. So most kids coming out of the college uh, with a first job aren't going to have to worry about that. Those income limits very, very often. It'd be a tough, good problem to have if they do. Yeah. So that's one income limit. The second one is you have to have earned income. So you have to have a job. It has to be, you know, a a job income, not passive, not dividend income, not uh, capital gains, things like that. So you have to have a job. And then the third piece is you can only make a maximum contribution of $6,500. Oh. Right. So those are the three pieces. Income limit, you have to have earned income, and you can only put in up to $6,500. Roll over or contribute you know, one kind of Roth IRA pot. If you put $1,000 in from your out of your pocket to make a contribution, then you'd only have 5500 5, that you could roll over from your 529 to your Roth. But that's per year. So in the next year, you could per do it year. again. Yes. Correct? So okay. yeah, let's get, I'll give you an example. Um, daughter Alyssa, okay? She graduates from college or doesn't go to college. And let's say she's got a 529 account. There's $10,000 left in it. We set it up a long time ago, so it meets the 15-year requirement. So we, we cleared that hurdle. She has a job, so that we get the income. She's making $35,000 a year. So starting in 2024, she could take $6,500 out of her 529 account and roll it over into her Roth IRA, mm-hmm. right? She could do that in year one. The second year, she could roll over you know, an additional fifty. For $4,500, which would completely deplete her 529 account. Mm-hmm. So she could do that again and again, year after year, as long as she adheres to that $35,000 lifetime limit. So these are really getting very flexible. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, I think the the main kind of takeaway of all this is that you know, the calculus is really complicated when you're thinking about, okay, how much do I put in these 529 accounts? I don't want to put in too much. I don't want money stuck in there that's, you know, can only be used for college or I have to pay some penalties and taxes to get it out. It minimizes, it gives people an additional option to get money out. It minimizes the risk of overfunding. And I think it's, you know, an extra kind of motivation to say, okay, well, I don't want to overfund and I'm scared of that whole thing. Like, okay, I got another option to get money out that may motivate people to actually open a 529 account, you know, for your child or grandchild. So I think that's the, one of the main motivations is to minimize some of that uncertainty. 
So I think the other thing is, you know, if you've got money sitting around in a 529 account that, you know, you're not needing for education, starting in 2024, you got another option that's available to you. I'd uh, recommend you have a conversation with your financial advisor or uh, a trained professional about, you know, what options you have with that 529 plan. All right. Now, Tony, I'm assuming you did have plans for your girls? I'm a guy that leaves very little to chance, Patrice. So, <laughs> And where are they? I'll leave it at that. Where are they going? Alexa is going to the University of Kentucky. We're Kentucky folks. And uh, she's an engineering student. And Alyssa is going to Eastern Kentucky University. And she plans to be a teacher who's going to be working with special needs kids. So, oh, fantastic on both counts. You should proud be of them, proud, proud of both of them. Yes, I am. Yes, indeed. All right. I think we've wrapped everything up here. Are there any final thoughts you would have for parents who are waving goodbye to their kids? Yeah. If you, uh, if you have questions, you know, engage. Happy to chat about those with you. You can find us at our website, fosterandmotley.com, or give us a ring at 1-800-532-2962. And there are many ways to learn. And the podcast that you've just listened to is one of them. Follow and share these insights and let us know what you think. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Foster and Motley, a podcast about wealth and life. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information discussed and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Foster and Motley. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Keep in mind that rules and regulations are subject to change. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions regarding your financial planning and investments. Foster & Motley is not affiliated with any third-party providers. Any mention of a third-party provider does not imply an endorsement of that provider. If you decide to utilize a third-party provider, you do so at your own risk.